Early Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. It's me, Lady Ada. We're, we're here. We're Ada Fruit with me, yeah. Mr. Lady Ada. The Ada Fruit Factory behind us. This is where we do all our manufacturing and testing and shipping and coding and kidding, electronic goodies that you love to make stuff with. And we've got a bunch of people from the Ada Fruit community and more. Come on by. We're going to be here for another 30 minutes or so. You can show off your project with the rest of the world. Wouldn't that sure. be great? And, uh, and I will, we won't even grade you or vote you off the island. Everybody wins. So uh, starting off with Sean. Sean, I think, is uh, standing in for Kevin this week. Is it true? Digi -key. I okay. am. Sean, what you got going on this week? All right. So as per normal demo day, my thing is not working, but yes. I'm cool. happy to show what I have made. Oh, what is that? This is an RP2040. You probably can't see the little Raspberry Pi logo okay. on it. Okay. And I made it to be kind of like a Pico. Yay! Pico compatible. Exactly. So it's Pico compatible. It's a Pico that's Pico compatible. And so the idea is that I would stack a Pico on it with these, you know, Arduino style uh, through headers, yeah. these long headers. Yeah. And then I attach my... Uh, doo -doo 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 I attach my um, what is this? The SWD port to the back, like so, yeah. and it's it's a debugger shoe. So the idea is oh. I've got the little the little things printed on the side here that are the numbers for the individual oh, pins, and then the Pico boot is running on my RP twenty forty on the bottom one, and then so this just sits nicely in a breadboard, and it ideally gives me step through debugging without having to do like the second breadboard with all the wires and whatnot. I just thought it was a silly thing I could make with the RP2040 um, to show off. And I learned a whole bunch of things about laying out the RP2040, namely QFNs stink to solder by hand. Um, I was able to do it in the oven that's like right here. Mm, yeah. All sorts of bridged connections came by with the hot air, tried to refix it. So I learned how to do QFNs, which was fun. Um, they're four millimeter too. They're tough. Yeah, they're, they're not easy. That was, that was fun reworking those. Got that to work so I could boot into it. Um, I also learned that if you're going to be doing layout, if you're going to be doing your own RP2040 board, you probably want to stick with WinBond um, QSPY memory chips because I tried a non-WinBond one and that straight didn't work. It didn't execute execute in place, I think is the term. Yeah. And, yeah. So and so I tried non-WinBond. So definitely order WinBond or you have to like write a custom um, header file for your RP2040, like recompile everything if you're doing like Pico boot and then load that. I that was like a future project. I just yeah, try try the generic O3, but yeah, this is like the first thing Scott and I, like when we we're doing RP24, we're like, oh, this is gonna be really confusing for people because it's where that you would program a microcontroller and it doesn't start. Like, no, here's a new thing <laughs> that you have to deal with when you're yeah. doing like, development on top of everything else. All right, quick question, Sean. So you called this a shoe or a boot, or because this is you know, there's shields, there's hats, there's fats. There's this goes on the bottom, though. So it goes on the bottom. So are we calling it? Is it a shoe? Shoe. I, I, I called it shoe. 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 Okay. So <laughs> what, what if it went on top, though? What if it was went on top of the Pico? Do you have a... Uh, what are we I, refer It's a raspberry I, beret. beret. I like beret. beret uh, beret's okay. good. The, 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 the hats were just for the big pie, though. Yeah, That's see, what I this thought. Is the thing. Naming and I did want to... Sorry? No, naming started. So this is a shoe, not a boot. It's a shoe. Uh, the reason I didn't call, go with boot is because if you type in Raspberry Pi or Raspberry like Pico boot, that is something yeah. that's a different thing on the internet. Yeah. No, you can have other places. Yeah, it's slippers, sandals. Yeah, flip flops. That no, <laughs> we're not going to stay away from that. But that's good to hear. We can refer to this chat as one of the first times folks were calling what the thing goes underneath. Right now, it's a shoe. I'm calling it a shoe. It's a right. shoe. Because <laughs> eventually, someone will ask and be like, "Why is it called this?" It's like, well, here's a URL, time coded URL on Chantel. All right, you got anything else, Sean? 
Um, the only other thing, the reason it wasn't working is I'm running into USB issues. So if anybody has any pointers, please let me know in the chat. Or if uh, or if you want to go to the video, it's uh, DigiKey's YouTube channel where I have I talk about how I made it. It's a longer video. I went into like all the design decisions and whatnot. Um, USB is just straight not working. Sometimes it works on a good day when it's not cloudy outside. Like it it enumerates on my computer, and then today it's just like no d device descriptor failed. I'm like, well, make sure nothing's connected to pin fifteen. <laughs> That's used for USB. Pin 15? Yeah, I don't think so. It's everything. Okay. Nothing should be connected except for like then, the SWD and UART pass through. Well, just check it and then make sure you don't it's have true. another RP2040 already plugged in because you can't have two plugged in at the same time. And then. Uh, Look at my desk. <laughs> yeah, which might not work. And then uh, second, check your crystal oscillators and your resistors, your inline resistors. Should be 22 okay. ohms. Yeah, that sounds right. I'll have to like, I can like probe them again and check them. But like, I got it to work a couple of times for the video and now it's just not working tonight. I, I, okay. It's cloudy outside. So no, that's good. I'll go through that list and, and check them. So thank you. All right. Good luck. And thank I'm, you. I'm looking forward to when you work on the next shoe. Cause then you can say, Oh, the next shoe just dropped. Oh, okay. Scott. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes. So I don't do a lot of JavaScript and HTML, but uh, web Bluetooth, now that I've got file transfer stuff checked into CircuitPython, it's now a question of like, how do we actually get files over there? So mm -hmm. I we know web Bluetooth is interesting just because Chrome has it and is everywhere. Um, in particular, Chromebooks and Android as well has web Bluetooth support, I think. So I've been playing around with web Bluetooth. This is my proof of concept demo. So what I've got here is I've actually got uh, oh, wrong camera. <laughs> I'm using my cat cam. Um, I've got this clue here. It's running CircuitPython um, super late, latest on the code that's not even checked in, but it's battery powered, so it's not even connected to USB. Um, but what, on my test page here, I can say request Bluetooth device, and it doesn't show anything, so I'll, I'll hit cancel, and I know you can't see that. Uh, but then after that, I can hit this connect to Bluetooth devices, so now it's connected. It's discovered everything. And if I hit this bond button, what it does Ooh. is it it connects up to all the file transfer stuff, and then it actually loads code.py. Um, so this is the code.py as uh, off of the device itself. I'm not sure why there's nulls here. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. So I'm going to have to oh, figure that out. Little mini nulls. Um, but what I can do is if I type like print, um, it's starting to try to write the files uh, back to the device. I just haven't debugged it why it's not working yet. So. This is cool. I like. The, you know, I know that if you can get the the workflow to be as smooth as USB, um, it could be so fun to have a wireless Bluetooth CircuitPython or Wi-Fi device, and you're like typing code to it, and as you save the file, it instantly right. uploads and it runs it. I mean, like that is the, 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 that's what I love so much about CircuitPython. It's so fast to develop. Right. And so what I have now the, you what? have to do USB stuff. Like Sean, his problem is solved. USB cable. Who cares? You don't need it. Yep. Exactly. Although the RP2040 doesn't have BLE. Uh, but the way that I have this working is that uh, every time you change the text, it waits like half a second or 750 milliseconds, just like CircuitPython would, and then uh, gathers all those changes and sends those off to the device. So it should feel relatively similar uh, and hopefully just as good. All right. All right. Only that's missing is image magic. Somehow, gotta get that involved. <laughs> well, I want to do the serial REPL stuff too, so I'm gonna get some REPLing, serialing stuff coming out as well. Okay. And Scott, you're doing a deep dive this week. 
Yes, I'm taking uh, days off next week, so I will be around on Friday. Okay, everyone tune into Scott's Deep Dive. You're going to be showing this off? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hopefully it'll be working. If you want more Scott, Friday, Deep Dive. Yep, 2 p.m. Pacific. All right. Bye, no, 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 Bye, Scott. Bye, Scott. Okay. Your friend. No friend. All right. Now, Pedro, what you got going on this week? Hey, what's up, folks? Uh, so this week we got inspired by the funky little keycap here. We thought it'd be a cool idea to see if we can make this into a keypad and just like instead of a single key. So here it is. It's a, it's not many keys, right? We have four keys, but we thought it'd be fun to make it into a, a kitty paw shape. And Lamar, you said, yeah, you can build that under what condition if you get Liz to, to do the party parrot. So uh, we set it up as kind of two things. It can be a USB keypad, but it can also do MIDI and you can just really easily change it in the code. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of do a little, a little dancing parrot, right? Yeah. Okay. My hands are covering it, but you get the idea. Yeah, it's a really fun display, and it's running off of the uh, the Cutie Pie, which was running the RP twenty forty, and it uses just about all the pins because it's uh, it's it's a spy connection, so there's like eight wires for it, but it works really well for it. So uh, if folks want to make a cute, maybe the cutest uh, keypad, I might be a little biased on that, but it's you can build one. And uh, it's all three D printed. We got snap fit parts. Um, that all snap fit together. And okay. went up type, type two of the characters so the party pack goes back and forth. What's that? Just just type on two of them so it goes back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> we got to right. do the, the boots and pants. It's super Success. fun. Check it out. It, I learned a lot actually on the snap fit stuff, so I'll probably do a little bit later on this one, but you can check out the learn guide. It's up there right, right. now. Boss lady approved. Okay, and uh, <laughs> your speed up this week on Ask an Engineer. Excellent, Pokeball. Yep. Nice, nice dragons on your shirt. Thank you. Yes, apparently they're from Sleeping Beauty. Who's there? If you're. <laughs> if you knew. If you have someone on staff who's a dragon expert, which we do. If you do. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, Bye, Jeff, what you got going on? Oh, I love you guys. You're the greatest. Um, so I've been working for the last uh, couple weeks on cameras. It, it all started with the OV7670 on the Grand Central. Um, but we've now brought it onto two other platforms. We can do the RP2040. Um, I don't recommend assembling it like this, but you can if you need to. And the newest edition is on the ESP32S2. This is actually live running a test pattern. Um, ESP32S2, including this board with a dev kit called Kaluga, which we chose because it has the camera connector built right in. And if you were watching closely, you would see that there were kind of two different styles of camera. We originally supported the OV7670, but we've added support for the OV2640, which is just a little nicer, a little newer, uh, more pixels. So, um, it's been fun adding support for these parallel capture peripherals and a little less fun debugging the initialization code for these, but it seems to be working pretty good. We've got a guide on the learn system. And as always, we'd love to see uh, what you do with uh, when you hook up these cameras to CircuitPython. I'm also looking, I, I like that you did a really good job abstracting away the camera knit from the camera code because it means that we can, there's only new cameras coming out. Right. You know, a lot of code is like so hard coded to like this. It has to run the H1M11. And it's like, this is no, you can run, you know, any, any number. There's new cameras and new ink displays coming out by the hour. Every day, I know. Um, so just for yeah, first, so okay. to, to support another camera, there's all that you have to write is a CircuitPython library, you know, in Python to do the I2C configuration. 
and then the image capture part that does the low level IO is the same on every camera we've done so far, which is two. So there'll be a gotcha there, but we'll handle that when we get to it. Okay, I'm excited. And we wanna do more image stuff and AI stuff. And I know this is like, it's the one step on a huge mountain. This, but this it, is one step. It's yeah. one step, but it's also in a sense, one of the harder steps because it's so platform dependent, the rest of it's gonna be software. So hopefully not as bad. One of our long-term goals is to make the easiest and a low cost uh, digital camera that you build yourself. So imagine that you build your own camera and it's circuit Python powered. So um, that is uh, on, it's one of the goalposts for this and uh, Jepler is our star kicker. Well, it, Phil B also gets big credit for doing the initial 7670 yeah. code. So that got me kickstarted on this. Yeah. yeah. On the shoulders of giants. Giant dragons. Giant, dragon. Giant dragons. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right, you're welcome. Good night. Hey, thanks. thanks. Have a great weekend. Brent, you just launched Hi. a video of something. Yeah. yeah. What, so what is secretly around now? We've been secretly working on, but not really secretly. Um, yeah, we post on our blog and we show videos. It's kind of not very secret. It's it's not very secret, but it's kind of secret. We've been working on a new service for Adafruit IO called Whippersnapper, and now it's in beta, which is really exciting. Ooh. Which means if you have one of these three boards, or um, a Metro ESP32 S2 that I'm going to work on support for tomorrow, um, you can actually participate in the beta by DMing me on Discord and you need an Adafruit IO account. Okay. So like what this is, is it's a no code interface for Adafruit IO. So like the Funhouse has a light sensor and I have it plugged in over here. And if I click light sensor and click create component, it immediately sends the value um, every 30 seconds to Adafruit IO. Just really it. neat. That was it. That was done. That was it. Like the making, component is dynamically configured. Oh, right. turn it over so that the value goes to zero. Yeah. Turn it over. Turn the board over. Oh, so. oh, the board yeah. over. Okay. So yeah. in like 30 six, seconds. Six, it'll... six, seven, two right now. Okay. It's below the screen, right? Oh, I think I just, I put my finger over it. Okay. <laughs> and I, well, uh, I, I bridge something. Hold on. All right. Live demo. Uh, it's offline. That was kind of, it's a good demo. Yeah. You want to know how when it disconnects, it goes offline. Yeah, so it goes offline and then oh, it reconnects. Yeah. yeah. And it should send a demo. new value. These are all things that we like worked on. Like, what if you accidentally disconnect it? What if yeah. the, you know, sensor. All right, now it's off. Okay, so we have to wait 30 seconds for it to, to update, right? We should. Okay, um, so you, you. Now it's 4 4 six, Yeah, so, so yeah. You now made it a little brighter. <laughs> yeah. I've somehow made it brighter by flipping it over. And also bridge the contact by accident. Okay, so, right, so that's how fast it is. That's yeah, it's really quick to configure components, and then when you disconnect and reconnect, all the components reconfigure on your board as well. So, like the state that you're seeing on this website is the state of the board at any time. All right. So, how if people watch this and like that, I want to get involved in this beta. How can they ask politely to get included in the beta? So you would message me on Discord, I'm um, Brent, are you? And you would just say, hey, I want to Not in privately, the in the Adafruit IO channel. Oh, right, sorry, in the help with Adafruit IO channel. Yes, that's right, don't DM Brent. <laughs> I'm okay with it, but we could post in that channel as well. And post in the channel. At me. At Brent, or you could post in the forums. Yep, there's actually a whippersnapper sub forum on the Adafruit technical support forum. And do you need to have an IO Plus account or can you use a free account? 
Nope, you can use a free account or an IO Plus account. Um, there are some limitations with the free account because it's a slower data rate. There are less components you can make, but um, you can use either with Adafruit Whippersnapper. Mm, that sounds interesting. All right, so All people right. should go to the Adafruit forums, go to the Whippersnapper yep. forum, and post a message right now. Again, you have to have an Adafruit account anyway, so you might as well make an Adafruit account. Post there, and then with your username, and then if you're very polite, Brent will invite you. Only if you're polite. Pretty please, with sugar on top. Okay, we'll have some videos. We'll have some more um, examples of this, um, but we're you know kind of building this out in the open. Uh, we've been talking about this for a bit, and this is our soft launch for some folks that are in the community and more. Thanks so much, Brent, and uh, hug report out to. You uh, said Justin by the end of it, Lauren. by the end of June. Yeah. Yeah, by the end of June, and we're at the end of June. The end of yeah. June. You got right on time. Had a few hours left. You actually had a really good, um, you gauged the time well, which is actually quite impressive. You're like, well, I think we'll be able to launch the beta at the end of June. Yeah, I figured it's about that time. And then we'll have some other announcements this summer. Yep. Okay, good All work. Right. Thank you so much, Brent. Yay, All Ripper. Right. Liz, play us out. Whoa, Liz is a white square. What's going yeah, on? Um, it's going to be kind of a weird demo. Um, so I'm starting to work on a, a Bluetooth uh, mouse that you control of gestures. Um, okay. So I'm using the feather sense um, and I'm going to switch. This is just a blank PowerPoint slide um, with the mouse as a laser. So this is using my laptop mouse. So I'm going to plug in the sense. And now I'm making the laser go across the screen with the sense. That's kind of <laughs> um, fun. Yeah. So I just got like a quick demo going this afternoon. So like I need to fine tune it and stuff. I'm thinking about using the gyro to affect the speed. Um, oh, how but, fast you're twisting it means it, it can actually go a little farther. Yeah. Well, kind of interesting. Yeah. So just a just starting with this, but it should be pretty. And how do you how do you click the mouse button? Um. So I don't have that yet. I'm just uh, doing the the kind of moving around. Okay. Um, but I'll probably have um, like some buttons, and it's gonna kind of be, um, it's gonna kind of uh, be um, a remote for um, a Raspberry Pi I'm using to run like Netflix and stuff. So it'll um, probably have some other uh, controls as well. Okay, how about for the mouse button when you put your finger over the light sensor? Because um, that way you wouldn't even have to wire any other hardware. It'd be good for accessibility because then you wouldn't need anything. You could just use it as is. Yeah, that that's really cool. Yeah, I'll I will work on that. Check out the yeah, there's a light sensor, you know, proximity sensor built in. So you try that. Right. Okay, we'll do. There might also be a button on the blue. I don't remember if there's an extra button. Um, maybe oh, a user button. Know. Yeah, there is. There's a user switch. That's right. Okay, great. You could try that too. Cool. We'll do. Wow, amazing. All right, <laughs> dots uh, everywhere. Cool. All right, next up. Oh, JP, Wild JP has arrived. Hey. All right. Is this working? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, great. Okay. I had my computer restart right in the middle of uh, waiting to get on. So I'm glad it's all working again. That was a quick uh, rebuild of a bunch of stuff. So uh, just a couple things I wanted to show. Speaking of inputs and in, in one case, weird inputs. Uh, so first one, not so weird, but this is my beautiful new Adafruit macro pad that I have just started uh, playing around with coding on. Uh, and if you check out my little Atom session over here on the right, I'm just using it as a keypad. I just have zero through nine, A and B assigned to some of these keys with a little bit of blinking lights going on. Uh, I started playing around with some ideas of doing uh, 
sort of a cheat sheet for what your different keys mean on the display here. And then I also have a little brightness uh, with my encoder push there, the button in the rotary encoder, as well as uh, reading some values there and displaying them as I, as I play around with that, uh, that knob there. So that one is exciting, lots of uh, fun projects in mind with that. And then the other one was actually, I'm gonna unplug this and show you, uh, this is our little new Trinky QD2040. And the thing I love about this is that it plugs right into USB port on your computer, so you don't need a cable, and you can plug other ST, uh, uh, Stemma QT types of sensors on top. I chose to plug in my Nintendo Wii Chuck accessory uh, add-on that we have, and now this is a fully USB compatible mouse that I can plug right in by adding just that little dongle basically to the end of the uh, the existing product there. So with that plugged in, uh, if I swap over to Photoshop real quick, you'll see I'm able to use this uh, as a mouse cursor just with the, the thumbstick. And I can pull the mouse button down just using the little Z button that's built right into our uh, our it's gonna be good for like emulators, you know what I mean? Like have it work with a Wii emulator. For sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. And you could also read accelerometer, which I'm not doing. You can read the C button. Uh, so there's a lot you can do with it, and you can use different uh, tools. So if you if you switch around with keyboard shortcuts, what tools you're using, you can now go and use like the paint bucket fill or, or whatever you want to do. Um, so kind of an interesting way to really quickly and inexpensively make a fully fully custom. Uh, add-on for pretty much any of these accessories. They all speak I squared C. We have a library for using the Wii Chuck and guitar and drums and turntables and all these different uh, Wii accessories that are dead cheap, dirt cheap. You can buy them new, you can buy them used. You may have some in your garage or in your uh, basement. And then uh, plug them right into our little Trinky QD2040 there, which I'm super excited about. It's a neat little package. Yeah, the, the, the point of having that QT2040 was Phil and I kept coming up with Trinkies and I was like, I actually am not going to be able to make every Trinkie. So let's make a, a God Trinkie, you know, like Lord of Trinkie. Trinkie. And, like, and then the Super Trinkie and then you can plug <laughs> any QT breakout that we have. And because like, this is a good example. It's like, I, yeah. it would have been cool to make a Wii to USB adapter, but like you can just do this and then bolt it on and you're done. And then you get, uh, yeah, all the programmability in the world that you want. Because sometimes these things exist out in the world as like a purpose-built thing that says, okay, you're dying to play Guitar Hero on this device, and so here's the dongle. But ours uh, is really straightforward for, for coding it to, you know, I have it actually running in two different acceleration modes. If I push a little bit or I push a little harder, it goes faster or slower, and you can just fine-tune it for, for your needs in uh, in the CircuitPython code, which is available as soon as you plug it in. It shows up uh, as a drive. I actually did another demo. Maybe you guys are, are going to show it from, uh, from yesterday, which is using the U2IF, which I'm really excited about because that turns the Trinky into essentially a USB uh, bridge between Python on your computer and whatever the heck device you want to plug in over, over Stemma QT onto it. So it really opens up a whole ton of, ton of possibilities for you there. Yeah, I've always wanted to have a, like a unified system where it's like we have one driver and the driver is the same everywhere. And I, it's like we're finally getting to it. Yeah, no, it's very cool. And we've had some some devices that are just that, just that bridge. But I kind of love the Trinky for the fact that it's both. It's a it's a straight up RP twenty forty Cutie Pie type of device, but then it's also um, able to be used as this bridge in U two IF mode. So right, super exciting product. Thanks Yay. so much, JP. We'll be playing some of your videos tonight. And then don't forget, everybody, Thursday, JP's workshop. You can learn all about.
about this. Come on by. We'll, we'll be doing some cool stuff. Yeah, macro patty kinds of stuff, I think. So, right. see y'all. All right. Okay, Thanks, everybody. everybody. That's our show. Before we go, um, all the shows are the same next week. It's, it's going to be a holiday on Monday. Um, but I put in the chat, if you're going to get an Adabox or you want to get an Adabox or you're worried about part shortages, and wouldn't it be great to like pre-order something that might be really cool, this is kind of the way to do that. So Adabox.com, we have less than 200 slots open. Um, we have thousands that are going out. So now is the time. Um, if you want to support Adafruit and all the shows, this is a good way to do it, too box.com It'll be shipping the next couple of weeks. Um, and with that, uh, thanks for making this the best half an hour of our lives every single week. The longest running and biggest show and tell online in the world. Adafruit Show and Tell. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>